1: Live from New York, your number one source for the debate about James Harden's 2018 usage rate. It's First Things First. On today's show, Mac Jones was spotted at practice. Why someone, and I'm not telling you who, has the Packers on upset alert. Meanwhile, Josh Allen, fresh off a loss, heads to Baltimore. Why Nick thinks this is an absolute must-win for the Bills. And finally... Steph and the world champion Warriors are back. Basketball is back. Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Full story, I said, Brew, we're going to play this Warriors video for you. Then I'm going to ask you for a quick prediction. And then Brew, you said. I said not yet. <laughs> I, I I can't just
3: like my basketball opinions matter. They matter. All right, there are people taking this to the bank, and you just want me to willy nilly make a prediction? <laughs> okay. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> but James Wiseman looked good.
1: We start with an update on Tua. Latest update: Tua is recovering at home and in good spirits after suffering a concussion last night. This was on the heels of stumbling and leaving the week three game against the Bills, which he later re-entered. Here's Mike McDaniel this afternoon. There is no medical indication uh you know from from all resources that there's anything regarding the head so if there would have been of course I'd, I'd if there would have been anything lingering with this head um i i wouldn't i wouldn't have been able to live with myself if i if i prematurely put someone out there and put them in harm's way nick your reaction
0: it, my reaction is because I have no reason to consider Mike McDaniel a liar, I believe him. And I know that I think that's going to make me, amongst sports media, look like a naive person, someone that isn't cynical enough about how the world and the league works. But I I have been a little taken aback that it seems like the nearly unanimous opinion is that Tua and Mike McDaniel were lying last week, that an independent neurologist was either incompetent or in on the lie and that the team decided to not only put him back in the game after suffering what Tua swears up and down and his coach swears up and down was a back injury and an ankle injury with they put him back in with a head injury and then decided to play him four days later Mm -hmm. with, with a head injury. And the reason everyone is so convinced, Brew, that what happened Sunday was a head injury was because Tua stumbled, how he stumbled after. But I remember watching, and I bet a lot of people do as well, and we can play the tape, my favorite football player ever, for my favorite team in a playoff game, have a very similar reaction to a play. We can play you the Mahomes play. He gets up, tries to get to his feet, and then the entire world, Tony Romo, Jim Nance, they all said, oh, my God, concussion. And he was ruled out of the game. Except for the fact he never had a concussion. And, in fact, when you watch the other angles of the video, he never even hit his head. I talked to Patrick less than an hour after that game happened. He said, I passed every test. Never hit my head. I got choked out. But because of how I fell, they wouldn't let me back in Mm -hmm. the game. Mm -hmm. So maybe that independent doctor was like, can't let you back in, even though he had no concussion symptoms, but the whole world thought he had it. So I guess, listen, what happened to Tua yesterday is scary. And it brings up a lot of uncomfortable questions about a lot of things. But I think if Joe Burrow would have been slung to that turf like that, he might have had the same scary medical reaction Tua did. And it's been surprising to me, Brew, that, you know, I think a few of us on this show are seemingly the only people that are like, you know, unless I know you're a liar, I'm not going to accuse you of lying. And the Dolphins, everyone seems to be accusing them of lying.
3: Well, look, first off, that was a great example with that video, because that's the exact same thing. And all the people, and I'm like you, I've seen ex-players and, and media members use the fact that Tua stumbled to say that's a As it's proof. Right. And you just show right there that it's not proof. All right. Let me start by saying this, though. I don't want to sit here. I will not sit here and act like I believe the NFL or the Miami Dolphins are some great moral organizations, okay? There are a lot of reasons, things I don't believe. I mean, we just saw the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, get suspended for breaking the league's tampering rules, okay? I, Brian Flores has accused, accused the Dolphins of racism, the former coach. And I have said many times on TV and radio, if the NFL – really put their player safety first they would not have pushed for a 17th game they wanted 18 games sure all right they would not have pushed for that because that's just one more chance for guys to get injured okay permanent you know later on in life with CTE or just for the playoffs or whatever it is so I'm not going I'm not naive as you use the word some people might say we are about these two organizations but like Nick I, I'm sorry. I can't believe that the Dolphins trainer and an independent neurologist who was chosen by not just the league, but the Players Association, too. They jointly agreed on this independent neurologist that they would both let Tua go play knowing he had a concussion last week and last night. I'm sorry. Now, if it was just the Dolphins, if there was no independent neurologist, maybe. Or if it was just the way it used to be, where Tua just says, hey, guys, I want to play. I'm good. I'm good. Right. But, no, I'm sorry. And and I, I, I hope this isn't going too far, Nick. But the reaction that people have questioning trained doctors, it reminds me of... Some of the anti-vax stuff. I'm going to be honest, like where you have trained specialists, doctors who have put this vaccination together and then people just kind of based on gut, something they've seen on YouTube, what, going against trained doctors and specialists. And I, I, it reminds me of that. And for, lastly, Wilds, Mike McDaniel put his integrity on the line, not only in what we just saw. But last night, We're, too. Yes. He was adamant that I will never send a player out there. And I believe him, like you said, that I will never send a player out there knowing he's got head trauma just to win a game. If it comes out that the Dolphins did conspire, ter- his been, been integrity been is gone. Sure. Okay. And, and I, I, I don't fault the Dolphins for this. It's a violent sport. Unfortunately,
1: these things happen. Yeah, so, so I'm not a concussion expert but I am a media expert, and I think you guys have both said very smart things. But if I was in the league, I would look at this and say, well, you know what, if we're doing everything right, we do have a trust issue. And I think we have a quadrant of mistrust that we saw yesterday. The fans have a mistrust because everyone jumped to the conclusion the media then has a mistrust, and that might be a two-way street, fans might be encouraging the media, media might be encouraging the fans. There were some, you know, fire-breathing takes today from the media who didn't know the facts or, or claiming to know more about the facts than the people with boots on the ground in Miami. The players themselves, Matthew Judon came out said it was no reason that man should have been in the game, but he doesn't have any more facts than mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel. And then the NFLPA says we're going to investigate their aftermore facts. So that's a little quadrant of mistrust that the league probably needs to address somehow. How to do it, I'm not sure. Maybe it's more transparency. Um, I'm not totally sure, but I think that needs to be addressed. The other thing that I want to talk about is, and this is a a little bit of a, a turn, is when Teddy Bridgewater came into that game, it's unbelievable. Uh, after, I don't know what the stoppage time was, a, a decent amount of, of time. Well,
3: he was on the ground for 10 minutes. Yeah.
1: It, and Teddy Bridgewater makes the sign of the cross and gro- goes in. And it really, it, it really stuck with me in that he had also been carted off against the Bengals. It, and I was like, man, it just made me pause and think the amount of bravery that goes into guys going onto this field. And I know so, we're there, we're eating wings and we're wearing hats and we're wearing jerseys. But then that's real bravery to go out there and, and still play and still go. In the halftime, those guys were really going through it. But I, I just so felt like I, don't I think took a breath a and said it was really brave. I, I, don't, I agree with you 100% wild. Well, and I don't think it's a turn
0: from your first point. Because I think the second causes the first. And by that, I mean this we all, you know, for the three of us, have based large parts or entireties of our careers. In sports, and the biggest sport and most important sport is football, and America has reworked its entire year-long calendar around football. People don't get married in the fall, and you know what I mean there's a lot of things that you know we about Sundays in the fall and football, and we all love it, and all of us know that what happened to TuA last night can happen to anyone right. on Absolutely. any given play, and I think there is an element of like when something terrible happens, you want to have someone to blame. And it became, oh, those the Dolphins or the, the independent neurologists, so it's somebody's fault that two is in this position. Because if we can call it somebody's fault, then it's not, man, this is unfortunately a brutal, dangerous game that we all love. And... This is a part of it. Because you brought up a point before the show that I think it needs to be reiterated, which is everyone, seemingly, outside of this show, oddly enough, nearly everyone, is saying Tua shouldn't have been playing. And they, the moment he got hurt, they, they were tweeting it. I didn't see a lot of those same people tweeting it when the game kicked off, they, saying, Why is Tua out there? Why is he playing? Right. Like, the, and I know some people were. I'll give Florio credit. Florio was, was beating this drum before the game even started. Like, hey, we got to look at what happened with, with Tua, with the stumble, with all of it. But I just think when something terrible happens, we can feel a little bit better if there is a bad guy. And, I again, I, I'm not acting like I know for sure Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins are telling the truth. I just think they've earned the benefit. There's no reason for me to assume they're not, sure. so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And it's hard to deal with when you see something as scary as that looked in real time that eh, it's nobody's fault. It's just that's, hey, man, this is, this is part of the sport. They've done their very best to make it as small of a part of a sport as it ever has been. But it's still professional tackle football. And that's why I think people were so quick to vilify the Dolphins because it almost makes us feel better. That we, you know what I mean, about complicity and what, what we're watching and what we all love and what many of us have based our careers on.
3: No, that, that, that's fair. Um, and it's interesting, too, because just from a football perspective, would the Dolphins, this is week three, last week was week three when they put him yeah. back in the game, and week four, would they risk the rest of this season, that looks promising, by putting him in there just for these two weeks, I truly
0: don't believe they would. I, the the other reason I believe them is even if they put him back in on Saturday on Sunday with the head injury and they were lying You're about 3-0. it, three think lose. they would have sat him this week. Right, they would have said the back he called the back injury and him this week. Just so four days later, I just I the, the the line people were drawing wilds between what happened Sunday and what happened Thursday. To me I understand why they're doing it cuz it's the same player and it's an alleged head injury the first time. But does anyone truly believe that if nothing had happened to Tua on Sunday that and that hit happens last night, he pops up? I don't think anybody believes that. I think everybody knows like that type of hit on that turf on that particular playing surface which is not natural grass and it's you know what's beneath it is can can leave you in the position that unfortunately Tua was in, and now it's, and then we find out he's, you know, he's watching a movie on the flight home, and it's like, oh. Well, thank you. That's thank, like, great It's an amazing, it's an amazing, absolutely. turnabout.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, in good spirits at home. Uh, okay, we'll leave it there. We're coming back on the other side with uh, talking Josh Allen in the Bills versus Lamar and the Ravens. We discuss next.
4: Okay, quick math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. Netsuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF.
1: Another chance to win a million dollars this Sunday playing Fox Bet Super Six. Time to make our picks, Cardinals Panthers. Kyler versus Baker, your guy, coach. Mm-hmm. Download the app now. And play along with us. We're going to go to Coach first. What do you got, and why? <laughs> well, first
5: of all, Zach, if you're watching this, you might want to turn the show off. Uh-huh. Zach's a die-hard Carolina Panthers fan, and I don't think it's going to go very well for him. Oof! I think. Just
0: wait till I go, Zach. Just wait a minute, Zach.
5: Nick, Nick will take care. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say that they're going to win, but I don't think they're going to be able to. I, it, it's it's one of these situations where they they just can't seem to get it right, and and as much as I want to see Baker succeed, and I want to see the Panthers succeed for Zach. Yeah. I think this week it's it's going to be the Cardinals by seven.
0: I, I think the I think the Panthers win by a field goal. I don't think that Arizona Arizona has looked good on offense for a quarter and a half this entire season. The Panthers defense is quite good. I am interested also two number one picks, two Heisman Trophy winners, both from the University of Oklahoma facing off against each other. I'm excited for that part of it, but I think the Panthers win in a defensive game, not because of that.
3: I am with Coach Arizona by three. Better quarterback, better coach. Better coach? Yes, I said it. I knew that would better ruffle coach. your feathers. Ooh. Well, through. I guess yeah. you know what? I'm going with Kingsbury. Uh, Kingsbury overall. I am, I'm not saying he's Belichick, but... Is, yeah. No, I get He's it. He's had some success.
0: It's not, certainly not
1: Belichick. Okay. I it's certainly early in, in the season. Next pick. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Nice. Really?
3: Yeah, it's a little preview well, a segment coming up. You picked the Cardinals <laughs> to reach the Super Bowl. <laughs> <picked> they going <laughs> to
5: lose <the> Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? going? <laughs> <laughs> <Where are we? laughs> <laughs> the fuck? It has <laughs> been flow. It Can I pick Carolina. up to win week and four? One and three. Yeah,
1: they can. This is they the game that propels them to the Super Bowl. Fox Bet Super 6. It's giving away six and a half million dollars over 80,000 winners. Winners every week. Download the free-to-play app. Enter your picks in the NFL Sunday Challenge contest. Your chance to win a million bucks. We're moving on to Bills-Ravens. Both teams two and one. Both quarterbacks at the top of the MVP ladder. Broussard, this game is more important for which team? I want to answer that. Oh, okay. oh. wow. Just jump in. I want to answer that. Have a floor. I want to answer right. that. No. I, I to answer I,
0: I that. Did, and by I, I want to, it means Wilds was supposed to ask me that. He screwed that <laughs> up. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's his fault. all over the place. The answer is the, the, the Bills. The Bills, <laughs> listen, it's going to be very difficult for them to go 20-0, and 0, given the fact that they've already lost a game. True. But I guess 19-1 is still out there. They're still the overwhelming Vegas favorite. They're still by, you know, the look-ahead line for next week. They're... Two touchdown favorites over Pittsburgh. It's the biggest mm-hmm. underdog the Steelers have been since Super Bowl 30 against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, the Bills are this amazing, unstoppable juggernaut unless they're 2-2. Two and two. I mean, they've proven nothing in the postseason. They've proven less in the postseason than the Cincinnati Bengals have, than a handful of teams have. They also, last year, that I will admit that Chiefs game was a pretty close game. It's good. (laughs) No, no, I. The fact that that we
1: saw the game. Um, He's going on a limb. Do you guys guys
0: think that that game maybe would have gone a little differently if we're in Buffalo? Because I can admit it might have. Maybe if it's not an Arrowhead, the Chiefs don't win. Sure. So why was the game an Arrowhead? Because the Chiefs were in a juggernaut last year. Remember they struggled. Remember there was the Super Bowl hangover, all this stuff you told us about. Because the Bills were mediocre in the regular season. And why was the game the year before in the playoffs against the Chiefs in Arrowhead? Because the Bills were okay, but not great in the regular season. Can't be 2-2 two and two and be this Super Bowl favorite that you and Jennings and everyone has a as. So I think Baltimore, it's like, yeah, we're banged up. We're underdogs anyway. If they, if they win, it's great. If they lose, they can deal with it. If the Bills lose, all of a sudden, it's like, hmm, they've really only played six good quarters this year. Like, that's interesting. So yeah, I think it's way more important for the Bills.
3: First of all, the Chiefs were one and two last year and you still had them as a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. So
0: they how had can, been they, to they two can't straight, straight Super be two Bowls. and two? No. They had been I'm sorry, I forgot that the Bills had been to two straight Super Bowls. Like, no, of course. No, no, no. It's a totally different circumstance.
3: They I, to- I, I oh. couldn't disagree with you more. All right, first of all, the game's in Baltimore. Yeah. All right, losing to another Super Bowl contender on their turf. There's no shame in that in Week Four of the NFL season. Okay. Secondly, I'm, I never said they're gonna go 16 and 0 or, or 16 and one, 15 and two, even 14 and three. The teams that got to the Super Bowls last year lost five games and lost seven games, and the Buccaneers won it the year before they lost five. You know, so a loss here, in fact, it might even be good for them. Oh, now, I this think is, I, like I this think team. Buffalo's gonna win. Because I think Baltimore's pass defense is not gonna be able to handle Josh Allen. However, a loss, you don't wanna lose, coach. You, you wanna win every game, you go out to win every game, you plan to win every game. But a loss this early in the season to a team that, as you said, Everybody's just pouring all these accolades on. They're this, they're that. They're by far the best team, the deepest team, so on and so forth. This could be good. It could let them know we got to stay in the lab. No. We're not that good. So no matter what we happens, we got a lot of work to do. To <laughs> do. Well, well, I just want to make sure. No, I mean, I'm I mean, sure? When you're this well let me you ask me that since you put it out when there. Win, it's when it's you're this good, your quarterback's this good, your defense is this good, you're great all the way around. <laughs> Nothing that happens in Week Four, unless they were 0 and four, is going to ruin Can their I just season. Ask a
0: question, real quick. Under the premise you're saying, which is when you're this good, and then the other premise of if they lose, it could be good. If they lose, what evidence do we have they're this good? Because the they Chiefs keep the just lost the to this coach. I understand, well, and we'll talk about the Chiefs later. And I have not arguing, and I have not argued at Ram, any moment Rams, this yeah, year. The they're an unstoppable. The, the second half of because it's tied at halftime against the Rams, so we saw him play a great half against the Rams, which we also saw the the was it the Falcons play a great half against the Rams and almost come back and beat them. So I'm just if they're two and two, what evidence do we have other than that the media keeps saying it that the Bills are awesome? Just just somebody tell me.
5: Well, look, that, their last loss they were pretty dominant throughout the course of yeah, the game, right. and they shouldn't really. There's no way they should have lost that game. They mismanaged a couple things at the end of the first half couple things at the end of the second half, so so there's a lot of evidence that they're a very good football team. To me, though, it's probably more important for the Ravens. The Ravens won one, lose one, win one. They really shouldn't have lost the game that, that they did did lose, and it's going to go back again to the defense. The defense has got to show some progress here. We obviously know they can score a lot of points, but so they've got to be able to show some progress, and this is the whole this is the whole AFC sweep, right? It's been all AFC East teams. They could dominate the AFC East, and I, I think it's. I
1: think that's the way they got to go. So that's why I think it's the Ravens too. I think they've been that secondary, like Joe Flacco came right. and lit them up. If we can show the graphic, <laughs> Flacco. Flacco lit them up. Tandy Flacco Hill threw through for, for over some yards. Th- over 300 yards. Then Tua went in there, threw for 469. Mac Jones, granted, he threw some balls to the Ravens still, <laughs> but Devontae Parker did have over 150 yards, and he had 320 yards. I, I, I think I Josh feel like Allen. I'm taking crazy pills. No, you're not. What are you? What's there's no crazy pills. It is going to no be windy. No one agrees
3: with Nick. It's going to be windy.
1: So we Josh Allen might device. not be able no, to like I, light them up. But that defense is not great. Right. But the question is not who do you think is going to win. Yes. I
0: think the Bills we are going to win. Well, the No, no, Ravens no. So, so I agree with you because of the Ravens defense. I agree that I, I would be shocked if the Bills don't score. At least thirty something, oh. and Lamar has been unbelievable. But that's a tough ask against the Bills for Lamar to match point for point when the Ravens, right now, he's a man, a team of himself at the moment. But the question isn't who we. To me, that graphic shows you why the Bills should win, which is another reason why it's more important that they do win because everybody's thrown on this team. And because
3: if they lose, though, if they lose, then they're then so they're then just they team. might not make the playoffs. Well, they're just a team. Yes. really. Yes, yes. Guys, it's
0: 17 games. I understand, but I am just curious.
5: And we were 5-5 five and five in New England and then won the Super Bowl. Of I, sure. I mean, if you're, like, if you're 2-2, uh, and wait, two, it doesn't. Wait, it's, not a, no, it's not some I, sort of recipe. Oh, my gosh. I what feel, are we missing? What, here's, here's what's happening. Nothing. But- no, <laughs>
0: I am not saying well, a loss writes them off. What I am saying is they have been written in. They have been prematurely written in by everyone, despite, unlike New England, I'm not sure the year you're talking about, if it's Brady's first year, that's a separate mm-hmm. story, unlike teams that have Super Bowl pedigree or have won championships or be, had multiple deep playoff runs, or teams, that's one way to get written in. Well, every year they're there. Another way is, holy crap, they're 11-1. and one. Oh, my goodness gracious, they are a juggernaut up amongst us. The Bills have not been the best team in their own conference in, since Jim Kelly was there. They have if they're two and two, having lost to two other contenders in the AFC, we won't have evidence they're the best team in their own conference. We don't yet have evidence they're the best team in their own division this year. So all I'm saying is, if they are supposed to be the team everyone tells me they are, then they should win games. More games than they lose, and through four games they would have won as many games as they lost. That seems hard. That seems like a tough thing for an unstoppable juggernaut.
3: Look, like I said, I think this, I think they'll win. But if they lose, this could be really good. I agree. There's the Bucks lost a Bucks Running through point. the season, we saw it New England, sixteen zero. A win be, is good. It it could be a good. loss <laughs> is better.
0: A <laughs> it, tie no, not better, but it could be I good. What's a tie do? What's Yeah, I'm curious. What's a, yeah, I don't curious, I what's a no, tie?
1: want a tie. Okay. Okay. And more important game.
5: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
1: Chiefs-Bucks Sunday night. Bucks only a one-point home favorite, so this should be close. Question to you, bro. If this game comes down to the wire, which QB do you trust more at the end of the game? It's, it's obvious. You can finally,
3: <laughs> you can finally
5: <laughs> get one obvious, right, bro.
1: You know
3: I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Patrick Mahomes more than I love Tom Brady. I used to say he the goat. However, no, no. However, you gotta go with Brady. I'm sorry. He he's the all-time. I mean, I feel funny even saying this because it, I shouldn't have to, but he's the all-time leader in game-winning drives with 54. He's got another 14 in the playoffs, and Mahomes has seen it up close. Of course, 2018, he did it to him twice: once in the regular season, once in the AFC title game. So. And Mahomes is clutch. There's no doubt. Despite that interception last year against the Bengals, you know, in overtime. But I gotta go with Brady. I, it's no slight against Mahomes, but come on. Hold on. Did you just How say last week? How do you not go with Brady? Coach, did you just say you last, last week? You said
5: last year, didn't <laughs> I last said last you? Last week. No, year. I thought you said last I week. Said Hold on a second. second. I'm
0: sorry. I'm going to sell you out here. Coach Mangini, 18 hours ago, sitting next to me on my couch, turns to me, watching Thursday Night Football. He's like, man. I was re-watching that Chiefs-Colts game. That receiver ran the wrong route. He really screwed screwing homes over. Now you're blaming him.
5: Now you're blaming <laughs> and, him. And, and what else did I say? I, don't, I stopped listening. He probably should have thrown it to Kelsey. Yeah, you did say that. Who, oh. is, who is open and catches okay, what's your, everything. What's your answer? Here? <laughs> it's obvious. It's obviously Tom Brady, and it's not only obvious for because of the eye test, but look at it historically. In games decided by three points or less, what, what do you think their winning percentage is?
0: I assume Brady's is the greatest ever.
5: Well, Brady's at 6.62 and Mahomes at 5.29. Okay, mm. so Mahomes is That's barely a over, That's a fact. barely <laughs> over 500. I mean, and Tom, Brady, Tom Brady's, what, 100 and something mm-hmm. points, points more? Yeah, that
3: was a mind yeah. drop. Nick. Okay, that was a mind drop. That really was. Okay, Tough so one. here,
0: listen, here's the question that I have for my wonderful colleagues here. And I know your answer because you're on the record about this. You think Patrick Mahomes has a chance to one day be the greatest quarterback yes. ever and you would be shocked no. if at the end of his career he's not one of the greatest quarterbacks absolutely ever. and i think I you would both. be very surprised yes. if at the end but of his Yes but you don't
3: career, think he has a shot at being the goat Well set that aside
0: no. i he doesn't I mean, need be
5: one of the greatest yes
0: one of the greatest okay but that's the GOAT, the, then no. by the way then the arguments and, and do we also all agree that Mahomes has shown in his career that he is let's call it this as clutch as any quarterback you've ever seen outside of Tom is that like the numbers, the playoff uh,
5: comes back? I haven't had a chance to research that, <laughs> though, But <laughs> I don't know but, what those numbers are. Give but me a though, little while, I'll get back to well, well, He's
3: as, clutch. Yeah,
5: yeah, he is I mean, clutch. He's the, he's he's the clutch.
0: all-time leader in winning percentage and games yeah. trailed by double digits. He's got all the stuff, right? Okay, so we both agree with those two premises. And we also both agree that Mahomes is in his athletic prime and the other guy is 45 years old. And yes, while well, Mahomes lost the game this weekend with a pick, Brady lost the game this weekend by not being able to manage the play clock on a two-point conversion. I, how can well, you possibly – And he couldn't
5: manage the jumbotron, whatever that role played. Okay, okay that's
0: fine. He also they, <laughs> That's fine. It, one guy is 45 years old in the midst of what is up to this point a down season. In fact, statistically, the worst start to a season he's had in 15 years. The other guy is second in the league in passer rating – Second in the league to Lamar in touchdowns and is having a monster year. Touchdown-interception ratio, I should say. How can you possibly go with the 45-year-old over the guy in his mid-20s? How? How? Just tell me. To if you me, think the guy in his well, mid 20s is awesome and maybe the best quarterback in football,
3: which I know you do. When I'm seeing from Brady, I'm not seeing a huge decline in Brady. I, I really, I, I don't see the weapon. Tampa Bay signed
5: a guy on Friday and played him on right. Friday. I, felt that, like, uh, I
3: think that's a lot of it. Was, that, guy,
0: was the, that guy's job to manage the clock? No, but that, so that's my point. But, Can I show you a graphic? But
5: we, we can't
1: just take it out, out of complete context. Well, that's what I've been saying. That's why I was willing to go down. And granted, I would be new too, but after watching. <laughs> Brady for 20 years. I feel like I would have some rapport on the field. I know what routes Edelman used to run. So can I show the graphic on uh, who Brady's pass catchers are right now? Evans got 27 career touchdowns. He should be playing. Godwin didn't play. Uh, didn't practice yesterday. Perryman's got two. Russell Gage got one. Julio Jones never caught a touchdown. Cole Beasley's never caught a touchdown. So coach, to me. My answer is going to be Patrick Mahomes because I trust the duo of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey more than I trust the duo of Brady and Fake Gronk, whoever else. Whoever well, Mike Evans. It. That's was. what I'm, I just. Mike I mean, Evans. Sure, I buy Mike Evans, but everybody
5: else is too. But, new but for the me. question is, who do we trust in a close game? And and I'm going with the the guy that has done it consistently at a much higher level and a much better level than Mahomes. He has not than done
0: it consistently at a much higher level than Mahomes. What, well, one no, guy
5: no. is 9-8. and eight. And at barely over 500, and the other guy's at 662. Yeah, okay. yeah
0: but that's, again, we're having a little a fun, a little fun with stats there. The reason that our, our, wonderful stati- <laughs> hold on, the reason our wonderful statistician did a three-point game thing there instead of a one-score game is because at one-score games, it's either dead even or Mahomes is slightly ahead. And we also n- – no, no,
5: because we didn't play close games.
0: Okay, well, I, I, if the let me – If, Three if you have the ball and you're down six with two minutes left, that's a close game. Is there, is, are you guys telling me t- in the, the year of our Lord 2022, you'd still say you'd rather have Tom Brady in that spot than Patrick Mahomes? D- on your own 20-yard line, down six, two minutes left, one timeout. You'd still rather yes. have Brady. 100%. Okay, well that's, well, that's, that's fair. I, to me, that is the football equivalent of saying right now, this. Are moment, you saying that I'd if- rather have LeBron than Giannis. Because of look at what he's done in his career. We are like,
1: really off the rails. But, but, but are you, saying,
0: anti-LeBron.
5: No, are you saying that if you don't <laughs> no. like what a close game is considered by the whole world of three points or less, then we should change the equation no. to a close game is now six points. We did points. say close so game, so let's, Nick. Let, let's forget about what I understand. The close I, game I, is and go to like a right. wider I game. Thought
0: I, I would consider down less than a touchdown with the ball. A close game. I, I, I'm sorry, We 1.2 point, 3.4 point, 5.6 point. It doesn't matter. Those are all close games if the team trailing has the ball. I thought, and again, maybe I'm just taking crazy pills today. I thought that the, while yeah, there were debates <laughs> about who has the most armed talent and there is no debate about who the greatest quarterback of all time is and all this stuff, that it was almost universally accepted that over the last few years, the single best quarterback in the league on gotta-have-it drives, on gotta-have-it moments, whether it's down 10 in the Super Bowl or down three with 13 seconds left in the divisional round, was Patrick Mahomes. And you guys are saying it's still Tom Brady based on things he did in 2013.
3: Well, we, we did see Mahomes, and again, I know he's clutch, but we did see him throw that interception against the Bengals in the AFC Brady throw again.
0: that interception
3: against the Rams in the divisional and round. In those situations, it's Brady can still make the throws. We we would agree with that. So it comes down to just what's in the helmet, in the head. And Brady still at 45 is great at that. He as is Mahomes, but not to the level of Brady.
0: Okay. Well, so then then Brady it is I'm shocked. That we're still arguing that Brady, right now, this moment, this version of Brady, is the best clutch quarterback in football. Yeah, I'm good.
1: shocked by that. Hey, oh, is Aaron Rodgers in trouble against the Patriots? Woo. <laughs> great topic for us. How has we'll this become next. a topic? It's a great topic. Afternoon headline, sponsored by Ram Trucks, Built to serve. Commanders at Cowboys, 1 p.m. on Sunday. Cooper Rush puts his sterling, unblemished record on the line. Nick, do you think Cooper Rush remains undefeated? No. What? What do you mean, what? What? <laughs> I had to pick one of two teams. I
0: pick, I'm i wow. picking the Commanders. I There's a number of reasons I'm picking the Commanders. First one is this. I actually think, and Wilds hates when... I use this logic, even though I think there's a part of you that agrees with me on it. I think Cooper Rush has played too clean of football through two weeks. I think that the idea that Cooper Rush is going to continue to play mistake-free football week after week after week is not just highly unlikely. It's nearly impossible. He is now, he is not the nobody that I said he was when he first got the job. You were, I give you credit. You you grinded the film of his one career starting Minnesota, <laughs> and in Minnesota. And you were in the lab and you're like, Nick, you're underrating him. I'm like, I don't know. He was a two-star recruit. Barely got a college scholarship. Oh when my drafted. God, I, the college I don't know how much oh, yeah. talent like there land, is. Uh, but that's so the, and so I, I give the guy credit. But I do not think that is going to be sustained week over week. I also think Washington is not as disastrous as they are made out to be at the, at the moment. And while I have been, you know, short selling Carson Wentz stock, and I will continue to do it over the long ter- term of a season and certainly in a big spot, on any given weekend, it's like, oh, that's the guy I remember. Like he is, we saw it in week one against Jacksonville, where he made some big, big throws. So for all those reasons, I think. Washington wins by four. I think Washington wins the game, and the Cowboys are very lucky to be two and one in the three games without Dak Prescott.
3: I would be stunned if Washington wins this game. And, I, and I'm not saying Dallas is great, and they're this world beater. But Washington, I mean, last week, and Philly's got a good pass rush, but Wentz was sacked nine times. He's the most sacked quarterback in the league going against the best pass rush in the league. Micah Parsons and DeMarcus Lawrence are going to have a field day. And you're going against a quarterback that makes some bad decisions. I see interceptions coming. And you're right, look, Cooper Rush is going to make some mistakes. But I think they can afford them. I think they have a little room for error in this game. And Washington doesn't stop the run. So I think the run game for Dallas is going to click. So I got the Cowboys.
5: I'm going to put Nick's comment about Cooper Rush playing too clean with Bruce comment about... A loss is good with the bills <laughs> because they both make as about as much sense. How can you fault a guy who's who's got close to a hundred quarterback rating in the last two games for playing too clean? And and the logic is. Well, he's going to have to make mistakes sooner or uh, later. Yeah, so no, I so just, at some not. point during the there season, were no facts. No, 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 no. He's going no, no, to no. He's gonna have to he make mistakes didn't. sooner.
0: No, it's called, well, it's called regression to the mean. I, it, it's water finding its level. It's that eventually a guy who's a lifetime backup is going to make some plays that made him a lifetime backup. That's my point. And the fact that if he were coming off a four-interception game, you might say, oh, he won't play that bad. If he's coming off back-to-back super clean games, you can say, okay, he's going to make an... And if you watch these so how much
5: how of- much data do we have on him we're saying he's a lifetime backup how many years have he been in the league I think I think 5 years total since college okay, but he hasn't really played that No, he, many hasn't games, play. right? no so, he hasn't been able to play. No, he hasn't been. So now in the games that he's played he's played well. He's played well, yeah. but but the now. way that you're going to disparage him saying he's a lifetime backup and that but it's not like we're we're regressing to the mean based off of this this big data set. Now if we want to talk about regressions or or expectations, Carson Wentz has showed a propensity to make mistakes, to get sacked. He's facing a a good pass rush as long as as long as Cooper Rush can can manage the game, and not lose the game, you got a good chance that that Washington is going to find a way to lose. No,
0: th- listen, that's fair that Washington is a team that can shoot itself in its foot, you know, it can can cost itself the game, and to Bruce's point, they've given up a league-high dozen plays of 40-plus yards. Right? They've given up the big play. But I don't think Dallas is a big-play offense. I don't think Dallas is a team that can take advantage of it. I just saw Dallas in an absolute rock fight with a Giants team that, with respect to what Coach's guy Brian Dable's doing, is going to end up being the team we all thought they were going to be, which is about a
3: six-win team. I just You couldn't see some big runs. I'm not saying Rush is going to throw a 60-yard touchdown, but you couldn't see Pollard I, breaking something off for I 35, 40 look yards, look at, no, Z, 20 I, I, yards?
0: Yes, of course, they could have a big play. I just think right now we're in a spot where Washington is being treated wild like it's You know what? A bottom three team in the NFL, and I I don't know. I saw him beat TPTWP earlier. I saw him. I saw that. (laughs) that? Is that
5: Jacksonville? That was promised.
0: (laughs) <laughs> you told me you didn't like when I said it. I mean, they the only team to beat the Prince that was promised. That's got to matter for something. And the Fourth quarter comeback against and the that
5: opening that game of the season. The opening so game of the season. <laughs> the
1: prince that was promised. <laughs> what?
5: That's uh, not bad.
0: You told me I, not I to save tra- you. I
1: <laughs> fell
5: into the trap. <laughs> save Nick
1: in this
0: discussion. You're getting crushed. Hold on. Wait screen. a second. I, Brew, I know you're not a gambler. It is only a three-point line. You can make a lot of money Let's this weekend by betting the Cowboys. I'll bet it. I mean, you seem so confident. If I, I'm it, not a gambler, like you the, said, but, I wish I was. You know but he's break, not, gonna, he's not, saying not saying win. they're going
5: to win by a lot. He's just saying they're, they're going to win. Okay, well, so if they the win by
3: one forty, that's fine, bro. If, you, if you. I was a gambler, I'd put two grand on oh, it. Oh, if I were, if I were,
1: wow. I'm not. I like this. <laughs> Why are you writing it down? I'm not. Well, I know I like, but I like the fictitious gambler. You already have like a certain. If I was a gambler. All right, Coach, question for you. Carson Wentz. We saw the relationship end in Philadelphia. They're like, eh, not our guy. Go to Indianapolis. They quickly – not quickly. It took them a long time. Then eventually they are like, not our guy. Is it getting late early for Carson Wentz in Washington? I thought last week against Philly it was kind of like a, a nice win game. Like, I'm back didn't happen. Now you're going up against the Cowboys, kind of America's team. It used to be America's team, Patriots now, but regardless, <laughs> do you think of like, all right, well, we can't beat Philly, and now if he loses to Dallas, what are we really doing with Carson Wentz?
5: Yeah, well, I, I don't know if Indianapolis is, is taking a, a step back and saying we've upgraded well, uh, no, oh, oh, gotcha. so much from, from Carson Wentz in the situation they're, they're currently in, and there were things there that didn't mesh in the locker room and, and the, that that was a, a big component of it as much as, as the play. But Carson Wentz has done a lot of good things over the course of his career, and he's he's made a lot of mistakes. I, I get that. But I do agree with Nick that he has the opportunity every week to go out and light it up and and, and and to give them a chance. And And Washington's problems aren't exclusively him. And all of those, just as I say, all the nine sacks aren't on, on uh, Cincinnati's offensive line with Joe Burrow. All the nine sacks aren't on Wentz either. The, the line takes some responsibility for that, too. So, so there's things without, throughout that team that need to be improved outside of just the Wentz answer. Okay,
1: that's a good answer. Uh, we're going to move on to, wow, 4 o'clock game. One of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of football will be going up against Aaron Rodgers. If his <laughs> ligaments are okay, we don't know. Brian Hoyer probably starting, but Mac Jones was walking at practice, had a little limp. We don't know if it was a swagger limp or if it was actually an injury limp. Still looking for some Patriots reporters to point it out. Question is going to go to... I'm going to send it to <laughs> Broussard on a whim. Brew, do you need to see a big game from your guy, Aaron Rodgers? He wasn't. He didn't used to be your guy, and all of a sudden, you well, a change well, a I, I your did guy pick him to
3: get to the Super Bowl. I know. Um... But no, I don't think it's coming. I think they win. I think he plays well, but I don't think he goes for 350 yards. I mean, this is Belichick, okay? Uh, And the receivers, I just think this is a team that might lose six games this year, five games, but they get better as the season goes on. He gets more rapport with those receivers. He doesn't have a receiver in the top 50 in yards. Right. And and Dobbs is like 40th in reception. So – I don't see it coming together this week against Belichick, but I do see them winning.
5: I, I, go ahead, coach. Well, look, they haven't played against each other that many times, or he hasn't faced the Belichick defense that many times. But he's done well when he's faced them. He's had four touchdowns, no picks, a hundred quarterback rating. So, and, and he's really hard to deal with. But I think this, is, from a Patriots perspective, is going to be like Bills won last year. They're going to run the ball. A ton, keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, shorten the game, give him as few opportunities as they possibly can give him. And look, if, if if Hoyer only throws the ball three times, then then so <laughs> wow. be it. That's definitely their a And then, he's not
3: saying they're gonna win. Well, <laughs> well, 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 all right, here's
5: what I'm saying. And I think that New England will go up and they'll disrupt the wide receivers and, and disrupt the timing. Let's go. And so there there's a there's a real opportunity if they if if they take the approach that I assume they're gonna take. That this could change, this could look dramatically different than what most people are expecting. Now
0: listen, I, I know that's what the Patriots are hoping to have happen, and I think it's the it's why I said the other day that I don't think Mac being out, and it just got reported during the segment, Mac officially out for the game, so it will be. Maybe I felt no. like I jinxed it uh, honestly with that read. You could uh,
5: <laughs> that the second uh, he left last week. Uh, sorry, I had that shout power. Shout
0: out to Shefter for no. breaking that news, but uh, I mean I think we all expected it. Not but sorry. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers for a moment because I understand what the Patriots are going to try to do, ball control wise, all of that. But Aaron Rodgers is the back-to-back defending league MVP who has not had one A-level, A-level, minus even B-plus game so far this year. Week one, he was bad. Week two against the Bears, it was all about the running game. And last week started out perfectly, and then for two-and-a-half quarters did absolutely nothing as the team held on for dear life. Mm -hmm. They have the Patriots, who Lamar just lit on fire the Giants and the Jets the next 3 weeks all in lambo this is the time for Aaron Rodgers to go on a 10 touchdown zero interception streak of football over these next 3 weeks like that I and while I have been critical or skeptical of Aaron on certain things when things go poorly it is a game like this one where a defense struggles to show resistance that it's like you're watching and you're like is this the best player I've ever seen? When things like things seem to be going so well, so I do agree the Patriots will try to keep the ball out of his hands. But I think Wild's when the ball is in his hands, he's going to have his first great game of the season.
1: If we win time of wow. possession. If, I don't know. You guys starting to feel win time of possession? Yeah, we're going to win time of possession. Well, just run the ball. Ooh, trophy I think that. the Packers are going to hang the banner. Yeah, you know too. what? We do get I, trophies. I don't know yes. why
5: Nick is assuming he's just going to light them up.
1: No. no, no nice. Hey, stay tuned. Stay from from upset running. alert. Uh-oh. How nervous should Mahomes be against the box? How nervous should Aaron Rodgers be? I'm going back to that topic. <laughs> <laughs> Thought we were done. We're not. I didn't even get my takeoff.
3: <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice,
1: Such a- sometimes, we're calling outright winners. Other times, it's just an alert. Now, brassard sometimes says, hey, it's just an alert. But then come Monday, he's like, <laughs> I called that. Yeah. So, I'm, I, I'm just saying, that's the, that's the mail that we've been getting.
0: Yeah, it's true. So, you, you want to like call tripping, it or though. put
1: an alert on it? It's
0: the
3: floor called, is yours. It's called upset alert, yeah. which should mean if the team you say wins, that's obviously you get credit. And if they're close... Because it's just an alert.
1: It's just
5: an alert. Wait, but it's he's right. saying close in the way that Nick defines okay. close or you know close in the way that the, everybody <laughs> no, else defines not close? not
3: even Nick's definite. Oh, okay, Three okay. points. Okay, if so if not it's 30. that close,
1: it. okay. it's a, still get credit?
2: Yeah.
3: All right, so you're, it's it's just an alert. On alert. You know but what? what? Like, I'm, you know I'm, I'm going to say <laughs> win. <when.
2: laughs> I'm going to say
3: win on this one. There we go. Mr. Unlimited. Oh, no. Denver, how are the the Raiders are favorite? Yeah. Okay, I guess people think, look, they got to win at some point. to make money, buddy. Right. Well, Great if game. I was, if I was, well, if $2, I was another $2,000 more of two imaginary grand. money. <laughs> another yeah. do not spend too much of it, though. <laughs> but I got, look, I think I saw something in Denver, Russ in particular, last week. That last drive where the game-winning drive, he started getting outside of the pocket, looked like the old Russ. I think you're going to see some of that. The the Raiders have been vulnerable against the pass. Everybody's thrown for 250 or more against them. So I see Russ breaking out and Denver winning this game. Okay,
0: can we stay here for a moment on this game?
3: So the Broncos have had
0: the worst offense in the NFL. They have not broken 17 points in a single game. The only team who has scored less than them this year is Indy, and it's by three. Broncos scored, I think, 43 total points this year. That one drive, Brew, is enough the one drive at the end of that game against San Francisco after ten punts is enough for you to believe the Broncos offense is back on track?
3: Well, I wouldn't say back on track, but improving. And and I'm not saying they're gonna go for 30 points, but I do think they play well enough to win. And I, think, I thought I think it'll be clicking. It's not just the offense, it's Russ. That's the thing. He's been struggled. he's been a big problem. Yeah. I mean hackett has been there, but I think The old Russ is a little bit of
5: what we saw, and that's what they need. Coach,
1: McDaniels can't go 0-4. This would be really bad. And Chiefs are the next.
5: No, no. Look, they're going to start rolling, and there's too many offensive weapons. They're too good. Derek Carr traditionally has struggled early with a new coordinator, and he's going to continue to get better. Defensively, that's been an issue more, in my mind, more so than the offense but the offense is going to start rolling and who do they have in a couple aren't your guys well that's what i
0: said they have the chiefs coming yeah. up next after so it's this.
5: going to be it's going to be a winning streak going <laughs> Oh yeah, they're, go. Go. So they're starting so, here and then the with the streak so in the side. So th-
0: listen they the the point you're making about the defense is well taken the raiders it seems like haven't had a l- legitimate pass rush in 20 years. It seems like the, every year they spend a high draft pick on a guy who's supposed to be their pass rusher. Get
5: Chandler Jones Chandler year.
0: Jones, who is, you know, everyone liked that addition. It was one of the major, you know, big additions. It's coming to the AFC West to take the crown from Kansas City, and he's done nothing. But the other guy who went to the Raiders is Devontae Adams. Devontae was awesome in week one, and weeks two and three has been relatively, I don't want to say non-existent, but he's done. Less than 50 yards. Yeah, he's done so. very little. If you're... And I understand you're a defensive coach, but like you always say, you coach both, mm-hmm. you're coach you in charge of the entire team. Are, how are you making sure, if you're the Raiders this week, that Devontae is featured in this offense early in offense? Because it's one thing if he's not doing a lot and they're winning. But if you're 0-3 and you traded all these draft picks and he's the most talented guy on the team, then you've got to find a way to get him involved immediately, I would think.
5: Yeah, there, there are ways that you can script it to make sure he gets, gets involved early. You could do wide receiver screens. You could give him a, a, a jet sweep. You could throw things quick. There's that element of it. But what you don't want to do offensively is get hijacked because you signed a guy and because you paid a guy because that guy is probably going to get double coverage, which means you should go somewhere else with the ball. And as you do that and show that you'll do that and have success doing that, then, then defensively they've got to shift back to a more balanced set. And, and the Raiders have a ton of weapons offensively. To me, it's, it's getting in sync. It's Carr really understanding the system. And when that happens, I, this, they have the chance to light it up.
1: Oof. May oh, happen I like next that. Week. Feeling good. May, Oh, yeah. You're more likely to be. Denver's defense is legit. That's true. Sure. All right. It is now time for the Puxatani Phil of football to make his upset <laughs> alert. And I'm going to be honest with you, Nick. This show is built on a bedrock... Of what? Take integrity. Take integrity is correct. (laughs) And the audience demands honesty. And I'll be honest with you. When I am 100% confident in my upset alert, I tell you, this one, honestly, I'm at about 88. 88. I'm at about 88. I'm a little bit nervous since the Mac Jones, the baby goat, was ruled out. And we got to roll out there with Brian Hoyer. What is that? I am still taking the Patriots. Oh, and An outright win at Lambeau. I like but I'm it. only at 88. Thank you, Coach. How are you like even it. at 88? Reasons. I'll tell you why I'm at 88. How about eight? First of all, oh, it's Lambeau. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, the Patriots are good on the road. 7-3 and three on the road since the start of last season. Pretty good. You can also read that status. Why aren't we playing Granite Gillette? <laughs> Be quiet, Broussard. <for laughs> <laughs> don't want to talk about that. Second of all, pass rush. Ooh, Aaron Rodgers. Matthew Judon could get after you early, disrupt you a little bit. Defense has 10 sacks. We are tied for fifth most in the NFL. That will skyrocket up all the way to maybe fourth after this game, just one spot. Sure. Not necessarily a skyrocket, but we'll be moving up. And finally, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been too hot in the red zone. Out of their uh, 11 trips to the red zone, only six TDs, that's middle of the pack. So usually I'm at 100% in these upset alerts. I'm 100% confident. Today, because of Brian Hoyer, I'm only at 88, but still take it to the bank. Upset alert! Patriots over Packers. Coach, I, give me a little bit of lover support. A, I, I would take
5: $2,000 of Broussard's imaginary money <laughs>
1: <Whoa>! <laughs> and
5: put it on him. Let's go! $2,000 of Broussard's wow. imaginary, wow! You know, You're He doesn't believe. Money. He doesn't believe. No, this is this is this is what I believe. I believe they're gonna they're going to keep him on the sideline. I believe they're going to run the ball effectively. I believe they're going to disrupt the wide receivers. And this is going to be a lot closer than than people think it is. And if it's close in the fourth quarter, then who would? Who, Brian, I mean, Patriots who would Brown you rather have in a close I game? I heard a lot of ghoulish goop Oyer.
4: there. Tell me, where? I do <laughs> want to check the
5: stat. We got to check the, check the and We got to figure out what oh, kind of close okay. game we're talking. <laughs> since about.
0: you, the since your upset alert pick also independent of wilds was the Patriots. Yep. I want to ask one question that dates that goes back to what we were discussing earlier this week. For this specific game, not for the long term health of the Patriots, not for what's best, you know what I mean, for them to become, you know, a viable team again. But for this game, is it possible that they have a better chance to win with Hoyer than with Mac Jones?
5: It's it's hard to ever look at something and say that they have a better chance to win with the backup quarterback who hasn't had a Tremendous winning percentage. The good thing about Brian Hoyer is he's been with New England multiple times over multiple years. He's got a ton of experience in the system. He's going to work hard to make sure he doesn't make a mistake. And me. those things are all positives in this situation. I'm at
1: 89 percent now. Okay, <laughs> I'm at a whole, I'm at 89%. A whole percentage point. Well, yeah, I'm moving. <laughs> uh, coach, you're upset alert.
5: Yeah. To me, it's it's the Eagles and and Jacksonville is a team that. Oh. Oh, you like He's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, so wait, excited. wait a second. I might have to take it back and we agree on something. Can I, can I pull that back in? Tell us why, coach. <laughs> well, they. I like a lot of things that they've done. First of all, they break an 18-game road losing streak. Yeah. That That's fantastic. They beat a team by 20 points twice in a row for the first time since 2000. Jeez. They're number one in the league in giveaway-takeaway. They've only allowed two sacks. Mm. They've only given up 10 points the last two games. This is a team that had two penalties last uh, last week, and it's a young team. They're, I think, fourth in the league in terms of age, and what you like about young teams is they're not necessarily jaded by things that have happened in the past, and they, you know, you start building this confidence and doing all of these positive things in so many different areas that that. <laughs> That becomes compelling after a while.
1: Good job not referring to Trevor Lawrence as the prince that was promised. I like that take, well, and I like it's that a you a great like take. It's a good take. All right, it's time for Nick's Picks. Get oh, your yes. pocketbooks out. Get ready to spend right. some of Broussard's imaginary money. Win Broussard's imaginary money. money. Yeah. Broussard's imaginary money. Of <laughs> Millions.
0: All right, Wilds, first we got to show what happened last week. Oh. We weren't on the air. I still made the picks. Went 2-1. For the second straight week, I had my lock of the week stolen from me. Two oh. weeks ago, was the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Up 21 in the 4th. And they somehow lost. This week, Jimmy Garoppolo ran out the back of his own damn end zone. Oh, and the Niners hey, don't cover by him. It Eagles. happens. It happens. But four and five is obviously not good. But it, we're, we have not drowned in the beginning of the year, which is great because we're about to start swimming. Swimming in money that is three and a week on deck. Start with first time this season. The Chiefs are in Knicks' picks. It has been 38 Ooh. consecutive games Patrick Mahomes has been favored, 38 in a row. It looks like it's snapping this week as he is an underdog inexplicably to a right now a struggling Bucks offense in Tampa. Getting Patrick Mahomes plus the points, even if it is just plus the point at plus one, oh, give it to me. We might not see that again until there's another lunar eclipse. Chiefs plus one is our first pick. The second pick. I liked this pick 10 minutes ago. I love it. Now that I know it goes right in the face of Broussard's upset (laughs) alert. Raiders laying less than a field goal. Raiders minus two and a half. They have the better quarterback. They have the far better coach. That's right, Brew. I said they had the better quarterback. They have home field advantage. Our ace producer, Stephen Hubbard, lifelong Raider fan, is in attendance in Vegas for it, and the Raiders are desperate. Are the Raiders going to be 3-14? Well, maybe if they lose this week, because we know they're losing next week to the Chiefs, so they got to get on track at some point. The Broncos are a must-fade until further notice. they got to get to 17 before you can bet on the Broncos. Raiders laying less than a field goal. I love it.
1: And here we go. And now, the lock
0: of the week. Yeah. Where we get back on track. Did you guys not just hear Eric Mangini say he likes the Jaguars to win? What if I told you you get the Jaguars and you could get six and a half points? Jags plus six and a half? Oh, me, oh, my. Oh, opportunities like this come up once in a lifetime. The prince that was promised (laughs) against an Eagles team that has scored zero combined second-half points the last two weeks. Meanwhile, Jacksonville the last two weeks has outscored their opponents 62-10. to And what's that? What's that music? Is that Doug Peterson's revenge music? Oh, it is! Doug Peterson says, Oh, Philadelphia, you are such a great franchise. I won you a Super Bowl. I'm not good enough for you. Okay, watch me come in with my golden locked quarterback and kick your teeth in. I like, that. I like the Jacks plus the points. I like a little bit of taste. On the Jags outright as well. A little bonus. Chief plus one. (laughs) Raiders minus two and a half. I love it. And the Jags plus six and a half. And I'm like, brew, this is not pretend money we're betting. We're betting real money right here, and we're making real money. (laughs) You know what
1: I would do, coach? What's that? Just because I got a little bit of, uh, of spite in my soul. I would run the Philly special right on the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, we've been practicing it all week. Yeah, Trevor yeah. Lawrence is going to run it out. <laughs> oh, my God. If I was in Philadelphia, I would go nuts. Yeah. Great job on Thank Nick's you. picks. Thank Besides you. the Princess Promise stuff, but I kind of got in on it yeah, there at the thanks. end. I'm glad. I liked it. Yeah. Hey, coming up after the break, stay tuned. This is going to be our best segment yet. Are you starting to believe in the Bengals? Uh-oh. And would Broussard wear this suit? We discuss them both right after the break. Mm. <laughs> Join Fox in donating to support those affected by the devastation of Hurricane Ian. Please visit RedCross.org or text the word Ian to 90999 to make a $10 donation. We're back talking Bengals. Are the Bengals back? Joe Burrows line last night, Brew. 287 passing yards, two TDs, only took one sack, one beautiful suit. Brew. You wrote the Bengals off earlier this year, emphatically, emphatically. in pen. Emphatically. It wasn't, sometimes we say, oh, it's, it's put that take in pencil. You put this one in Sharpie. Yeah. Permanent marker. Are you Write starting to stone believe?
3: Stone well, you, you, you guys know I lived in Cincinnati. Well, of course. Well, that's, and uh, I, <laughs> I did. And I got and people from all. Cincinnati betting Three me. Three hours I mean, into the it, season. All of Cincinnati's mad at me, but. I'm not changing my pick. Okay. I told you I'm not gonna be that guy. I won't name. But that you already guy. are that guy. But you picked them to make the playoffs, and one game. But in, you but said I did it early dead. enough. That's true. The bylaws. How many times I gotta say <laughs> the bylaws already. on this look show? You button. know the bylaws. Oh, the exactly, right. I was well within my my time frame. But anyway, look, they beat the Jets. Uh-huh. All right, and they beat the Dolphins without Tua. Uh-huh. Oh, and, and and they were outplaying them before Tua got hurt. Yeah, but it was there. it was close. And I think maybe players were a bit shaken, you know, seeing two sure. so the second half Dolphins players. So I'm not sure, Coach, that that offensive line has gotten it together yet. I mean, neither the Dolphins or the Jets has much of a pass rush. So I am sticking with, look, the Bengals are better than I thought, but no, I, I'm, I'm sticking with my pick that they don't make the playoffs.
5: When you say better than you thought, you did pick him to go to the playoffs. Yeah,
3: like I thought a few of weeks then oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote thought. him okay. off. Thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to
5: figure out what thought we're thinking. I, I go back to to what I said very early on: as you go into the season, with who you want to be, and then you try to figure out who you need to be. And it looks like Cincinnati has taken some steps over the last few weeks of figuring out who they need to be. They're, they're not, especially last night. It looked like a lot of the passes were shorter. It looked like Joe Burrow was getting the ball out quicker, and it looked like they were content to do that, and what did that translate into? Really, over the last two games a dramatic shift in the amount of sacks and and all the bad things that come with sacks, including the quarterback potentially getting hurt. So that to me is what I'm most encouraged by, is that it seems like they've identified how they're going to play moving forward. Now that doesn't mean they can't get back to to more down-the-field throws or, you know, things that they they tried to do early on that that didn't help them but i i like the direction they're headed and and it's paid off in terms of production
0: they're fine they were always fine and okay. in fact they if you guys are right that the bills are going to beat the ravens they're likely going to be in first place in the division come sunday night they they, they i don't think by the way i agree with i don't think they have fixed the offensive line but i don't think the offensive line was quite as awful as it looked going up against T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons, the two best edge rushers in football. I think what they have fixed is not playing T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons the next two weeks.
5: Yeah, I, but those numbers early on were staggering. They it, were, was, it wasn't like, they, yeah, you know, 13 you, you sacks, can face two games. good pass rushers without putting up those that. type of numbers. But
0: they also they, they won a playoff game when they give up nine sacks. Sure. They, they, The idea that this team can't function without the offensive line playing great, no, they, the offensive line was bad last year and they made the playoffs and they you know, they won three playoffs playoff games. A couple of them maybe they shouldn't have, but they found ways to win it. They, uh, If I'm the Bengals right now, I'm like, okay, we had a special teams disaster in week one. We did not come out ready to play the Cowboys in week two. Joe Mixon is averaging 2.7 yards per carry. And we're fine. We had as bad of a start of the season as we could have, and we got through the first month fine at 2-2. Two and two. Now, I didn't think the Bengals were going to... I thought it was overachieving them making the Super Bowl last year, and I didn't think they would make the Super Bowl or even the AFC Championship game this year. But you have an absolute stud at quarterback. You have arguably the best receiver in the league. You have arguably one of the three best number two receivers in the league. That's and a running back who has historically been very good, and this year you know, is yet to be,
1: they're going to be just fine. Can I, you, Coach, you heard about my uh, new site behind the paywall, PFF? Pro Football Feelings. (laughs) Pro Football Feelings, and again, this is behind the paywall, so if you have a little bit of change for less than a cup of coffee, you can get the site. Pro Football Feelings, is I look at all the game film, and I see what their emotional sort of uh, feelings there are, waves there are. Mm. And when I saw Joe Burrow walk into the stadium with this suit on, I said, well, this is more than just fashion. I actually think, like, yeah, him being confident, is part of what makes the Bengals successful. And you can get the full story behind the paywall. Uh, do you buy that coach, or is that just kind of internet chatter that's a, that a, a quarterback's confidence actually lends itself it to great play on the field?
5: Yeah, obviously... Joe Burrow's passing sense and my passing sense, we have a lot of similarities. <laughs> and when you, when you look good, yeah. you perform at a very high level. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and sometimes, you know, when you're not performing at a high level, maybe you need to look a little bit better to kind of push yourself up the feelings chart that you so identified in the behind the paywall.
0: I actually think it is a brilliant point, even though you're f- being funny. <laughs> I, I think that a guy, it, it takes massive confidence yes. to your rookie year have your knee blown up because the offensive line stinks. Your second year get sacked 70 times and still get up and stand there and throw strikes down the field. Now, as, as you pointed out when we were watching the game together, for the longevity of his career, he needs to adjust some things. But I think – the the way he carries himself in all walks of life is part of what makes him a great football player. totally
1: agree. Did you feel
3: that way when Russ wore tux to Seattle? No, because he looked terrible. <laughs> no! And Burrow was, that was and awesome. And that looked great? Yes,
0: That's it did. That's a
1: better outfit. God. He looked great. Which QB like has the most guy. to prove? We discuss next.
5: This episode is brought to you by Hyperice
1: Oh, three minutes left in the show. You know what that means? Drawing a blank time. Yeah. And this is a hot topic that we've okay, got do to it. end the week on. Quarterback with the most to prove this weekend, bro.
3: Well, you can look at this as a continuation of the bud list. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. Because it's motivation and it's inspiration. Yeah. I'm putting my man Dangerous, oh! Russell Wilson. He got something to prove. Two. All I need to do is look across the table. He's got to prove to Nick Wright. Yeah. That he's still Russ, Mr. Unlimited. Yeah. Still dangerous. All right, and I think he's going to get it done. Stupid
0: nicknames do we have to give this guy? Dangerous, dangerous. is not like dangerous. Mr. Unlimited
3: is dangerous. I like okay. that. Too. I like you dangerous. know
0: what? Because you were s- dripping in such objectivity there. Thank you. I will meet you where you live and do the same. Oh. The answer is Josh Allen.
1: Oh, uh, no. And, well, I, I, thought I thought you were going to say something. Holes after oh, hold on after a second. After that little okay. intro.
0: Hold on. No, hold on a second. <laughs> we saw Josh Allen. The MVP favorite for the Super Bowl favorite, butcher the end of the first half. True. We saw him get so frustrated he ripped an opponent's helmet off his head. Also true. We saw him then dirt the game-winning touchdown pass on fourth and goal. What would have been the game-winning touchdown pass threw it right in the dirt. And then we saw him butcher the clock at the end of the game. And then we saw him quietly weeping onto his shoulder. I'm not Uh, sure what he was doing. (laughs) We saw all of those things. And now he's playing Lamar Jackson, who is not only an MVP candidate, but unlike Josh Allen, has actually won a real MVP, not just been anointed the MVP. Lamar actually has one of the trophies at his house. And the Bills, who a lot of people were discussing, are they going to lose two games all year, could lose two games in eight days. So I think the prove is maybe a tough word, but... I think he has the most on the line this weekend. Really? It's Josh Allen, oh. given what happened last weekend and what the Bills could be. If they win, then last weekend was a blip, right? Which you think they will. What? All well, I didn't give a
1: pick you, for that game. I didn't, a pick. I didn't give pick. They weren't you, in you Knicks said, picks. No, I Maybe that was All off right, I, will get, I will meet you halfway. And I'm gonna, it's going to sound like an insult, but it's actually me being nice. I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. Wow. But here, No, listen, it's a, nice, it's a compliment. It's a gonna compliment. It's are going to make me walk off for the Friday. No, it's a compliment. Friday. I think Sunday night, this is a game that you keep your kids up for. Like, you know what? This is a little bit of a passing of the torch moment. Oh, wow, that's nice. Between Brady and Rodgers last week, they're like, wow, we'll never see that. Wow. Or if they, You know, no guarantee to be made in the playoffs. This is the real moment for Patrick Mahomes. If you look at the Bucks' schedule through the rest of the year, they don't, he doesn't play another, like, legacy superstar quarterback. Yeah. This is a real moment for Patrick Mahomes. I hope they both play great. I think it just feels like an important game. It feels a little bit like a Jordan-Kobe game, to be totally honest. I, I love that. You know yeah. what? Wilds, it's a great take. When Wild says keep his kids up, you got to keep in mind, one of,
0: is it Russie? Yeah, Russie. Russie's a diehard. Uh, oh, don't do that. It's <laughs> a diehard Patrick Mahomes fan. Well, that's true, He's, he's, he's going to be Carlos. up anyway. He's, he's, he's a big Patrick Mahomes
3: fan. I do like that take, Wiles. Wow. Oh, thanks. I, I, know, think, nice way to end I think Chiefs win, and Mahomes has a big game, and it is a passing game.
0: Oh! oh see, it's it took an hour and 40,
3: <laughs> 29 minutes. Drew got, got a take right. Grew really
0: right. got one right.
1: The <laughs> Chiefs right. win, and Mahomes has hey, a have big game. You can enjoy football.